0: Sweat and Grime is brought to you by Sensit, the equipment monitoring experts. Learn more at Sensit.io.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Sweat and Grime. So Rick was running the board on this one, still learning. He forgot to push the buttons to record each channel individually. So you guys get to enjoy our back and forth banter and laughing through the intro and on the outro. So just enjoy the non-professionalism that is Sweat and Grime.
2: We'll see you guys.
3: But it's nice to have a nice little, you know, sound-tempered room. Cozy Cove,
2: you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got to insulate my bedroom more.
3: <laughs> well, Jesus, you don't Jesus. live with
1: anybody, so why? <laughs> you, you making a sex room, Rick?
2: You know Are we what? starting the show? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's your show. <laughs> right.
1: Ew! Are you going to start the music over and give us a good, clean intro?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let I us know just, where we are, where we're at. I, so, just, I just actually enjoyed the music. Welcome back to
1: Sweat and Grime, and speaking of sex rooms. <laughs> <laughs> He's been recording for the last five minutes. Yeah, I got actually a,
2: just enjoyed the music. How oh, two retreat, swings, yeah. and See, Brian, Brian only lets it play for like three seconds. I actually get into it. You jam it? All right, yeah, jam I like it.
0: I like it. Let's I like yeah, it. I'll make you a playlist. Playing the guitar.
2: Welcome Here. back to another episode of... Sweat and Grind, number three, with a DJ, running the mic, Rick.
3: No request, Rick. Yeah, that's no, right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> to the left,
2: we got the notorious Matt motherfucking Titan. What's up? To the right, we got the man with the hot pipes, Brian Turn Turner. What's, on the what's furnace. going on, everybody? Tonight, we got a man in-house, Mr. Brian Damon. Nope. Try again. Brandon
3: Damon. I know you got a lot going on over there. It's all good. You know yeah?
2: what? When,
1: you're, when you've got mission control in front of you... <laughs> That's where the focus has got to be. Yeah. Words just
2: come out. Yep. This is been the plane fucking crashes. <laughs> <laughs> See, you've already been here multiple times, so you're just like the test goat now.
3: I know how this goes. See,
2: we're
0: gonna, we're gonna have to go with his name Brian. Are we just gonna redo all
3: Try again, round two. Welcome back,
2: everybody, to another episode of Sweat and Grind, number three, with your host Rick. To laugh on the man on the microphone, the notorious Matt motherfucking Totten.
0: What's up, everybody? To the
2: right, we got Brian. Turn on the furnace.
1: What's What's happening, everyone? I wasn't sure how you were really going to end that introduction. <laughs>
2: we got Brandon Damon. <laughs> My guy. With Brandon Damon Video. That's right. How are you, sir?
3: Fantastic. <laughs>
2: So tell us a little bit about yourself, Brandon. How did you? What get? brought you here today? <laughs>
3: what brought me here was men. Well, I did. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, surprise we uh, up the uh, schedule of the interview, which yeah. is great. I, was great to do. Do I, was,
0: I had him in like late August. I think we talked about. Yeah,
3: yeah. We've been talking about doing this for a while, but I got too excited
0: and came in here today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what kind of at least he's on you board there, with Brandon? the, the soundboard. That's awesome. What's oh, that?
1: oh yeah, Rick's yeah. running. So this is yet another episode with Rick running sound effects. So we may just have some random things pop off here. You
2: like know, we got kids swinging in the background. A <laughs> <laughs> little, a little awkward, but you know. <laughs> Brandon, how did, how did you get into this, and how did you get here? Tell us your backstory.
3: Well, how I got into this was I have a few clients that we brought into the show, you know, was able to give you guys some guests and supply you some uh, talent, some content. Some of the so, best. I, and I was going to yeah. say for the audience, if they're not familiar, who were those guests? So it was Jerry and Garrick Wilson, the brothers, over there at Water's Edge. Yes, sir. And then Greg Johnson is another at uh, People at Plumber. Is one of my
0: motherfucking Johnson.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, and he, yep, he's another good client of mine.
1: I
0: heard he's so, a pretty good Hitachi
2: fighter.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah. I will. I will legitimately say that your guests have by far been the best interviews on this show. Like hands down, they have been my favorite.
0: Episodes,
2: So you, just, you've set and the we've bar. Had a lot yeah.
0: of, we've had a lot of great guests. There's some we guests. Just, yeah. They set the bar. They, they do, like, yeah.
2: But now Brandon has set the bar. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Now you've kind of set a bar Do for bar. yourself
1: now that you've got to overcome.
0: You should have come on first. I'm ready. No, I'm ready to give you guys a good show. should we let them know who we invited here today? You guys, come on down.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right. Nope, just me. Sorry.
1: So give us a little bit of your backstory. So uh,
3: you were with... Brandon Damon video. So yeah, I started my own business um, actually five years ago now. It just turned five years recently this five summer. Year right. nice. Congratulations. Yeah, summer. Yeah. So yeah, it's been good. You know, they say the first two years are supposed to be hard, right? And then they also say something about the first five years, don't they? You guys yeah. ever heard that yeah. before? Uh, I just think the whole thing's hard. It's, it's <laughs> all hard. <laughs> it's you <always> know? hard. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, of course, you know, the but only, it's great. The only it,
2: thing I know is they're like, it's going to take you three years to finally start making money. And I'm like, if I don't make money in the first thirty days, I'm out of fucking business.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to be you got to be making some money. That's for sure. Um, and you want to uh, run your business right. And it took me a while to get there too because I attempted to open up my own business. You know, I always had my own thing on the side. You know, uh, ever since I came out of school, I always had my own little freelance thing, trying to work for other people, and probably not setting my my freelance rates right. And you know, just trying to learn the business and. Yeah, trying to partners. launch it yeah. back in uh, 2013, when I first had a job change, I had about a year. I was trying to kind of work out my own thing, but you know, I didn't have the right knowledge behind it to to run my own business. And so the infrastructure and it wasn't there.
2: But you failed with knowledge.
3: I did what with knowledge? You what? Failed. failed
2: with knowledge.
3: Failed with knowledge. Yeah.
2: You, you got an you education. Learned. Yes. Yeah. from failing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. There's been those moments. All the way through.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. they're going to continue to keep coming.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. Climbing that mountain is tough. Right. Well, see, that's one of the things that brought me here today, too, is why we have so much in common, is that we are the ones that take those bumps and bruises, right? Because we are the guys who run our own businesses. Right. We make shit with our own hands. Right. There's not a lot of people out there that are like, you know, can take a lot of pride in that or say that they make something with their own hands and own and operate their business and... So, you know, that's kind of uh, some common ground we got. There. Yeah, absolutely, you know. Spot on.
1: So, give us a bit of your background because what you're doing now, did you 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 do have college education? Yes, I do. And so and and we're not going to get into it. We can, talk, we we can, can talk, talk about it. no, <laughs> no, we will like, right, right, right. no, we'll get down to that rabbit hole in a minute. But are yeah. you
3: doing what you went to college for? Yes. So I went to Ferris State uh for television and digital media production. Okay. And that was I um that was from 04 to 08. Okay. So I had 4 years there. And really in that time the digital age of video was already upon us. I mean, it was really, okay. if it wasn't fully upon us with the DSLRs and yeah. that kind of stuff and smartphones were just coming, you know, really got really smart in 2008, I would say. Right. They really just learned how to monetize through the cell phone around, around that time.
0: Yeah. But it's like right my Blackberry went obsolete.
3: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, back then um, th- that program at Fair State was really going through a big transition from analog to mm-hmm. digital. And so I kind of got to see, luckily, I actually had a professor that was in the program years ago, came back to be a professor at Fair State and said, yo, this program is old and outdated. You guys are doing stuff in analog still, and it's a digital world. And he came in and ramped it back, back up to uh,
0: digital. Yeah. That had to oh, be wow. yeah. so tough for people like just before that, like learning all analog, you know, get into that. Doing that degree, oh yeah, and then all of a sudden be like, oh, we don't use that shit. Well, and we uh, get, <laughs> it. slowly tapered away. Yeah, well, I was about to say sure. there was a big
1: transition period too, where you were having to convert all the analog shit over to digital, and right. you were having to take all the archives and convert them. And so, I bet, I, I bet you got a phenomenal Gave amount of experience in
3: both mediums. Yeah, it's funny because when I came out of college, I started shooting on tape. You Bullshit. know, I mean, it was VHS? really on its way out. No, like VHS no, thing? The little no. Minis, <laughs> it was the mini, <laughs> the, the mini digital mini uh, DVs. Yeah. So it's still technically a digital tape, but it's tape nonetheless. I,
2: mean, yeah. I got my ass handed to me when the computer wave came through and we just caught the glimpse of that
0: on our way out of high school. Well, we were, we were in that generation that it was not, it was, it was you're going to write your papers. You're, you're going to do everything yeah. cursive. And all of a sudden like you get done and you go to college is like, Wait, what? I don't even right, know my yeah. you remember no, all that out the you window. Remember
2: DOS and Microsoft, oh, like God. You had to type trying
0: to write code. I never write. got that. What the heck?
3: Oh, I took like a code class in in high school, and C++? I remember getting into that yeah. a little bit. And I kind of, I kind of caught on to some of it, but I wasn't really enthusiastic about it. So, uh, I was uh, at yeah.
2: the way we grew up. I mean, to date your age, you got to be around our age, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, well, how old are you? I'm, I'm 36. How old yeah, are you? We're
0: 38. So
2: yeah. I
3: look
1: pretty good uh, for 38, Rick, you know Rick's actually yeah, you do. only 26, yeah. but he's had a very hard 26 yeah. years.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be hilarious.
2: <laughs> um, so with us catching like the wind of technology taking off, how did you even grasp wanting to go into like the production and the video and kind of thing with the TV? Man, um... That was pretty foreign yeah, about then.
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, in high school, I was with a group of friends who skateboarded, and I... You know, saw that they were shooting skate videos, doing their skate videos on Fuck the Macs. Yeah. Remember those Macs? Oh, they were just so beautiful yeah. Mac computers. Yeah, yeah, and he had one of those who, bubbles. Yeah, yeah the bubbles. Oh, bright time. colors. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, what were those? Not the iMac. Was it the iMac? No, no, no. Uh, was it no, no, uh, was
1: just the no, Mac. I uh, didn't have my. I
3: didn't have one, so I didn't know. There
1: was man. Wow, that's gonna bother me now. But it was the ones that had the really pretty shells, like they're bright teal and orange. Right. Yeah, it looked like
3: a toy. They looked like a kid's play thing. But I saw what my friends were doing on there. I'm like, oh dude, I could, I could do that too. And I took a video one class in, in my senior year in high school. And then luckily my mom was like, you're going to college. See, that was kind of part of her thing. And, and you got to pick they, my, luckily my parents were always like, at least do something that you love to do, pick something that you're going to do for a lifetime and you're going to love to do it. So yeah. You know, I really didn't know that much about video or at at that time, really at all, anything. So, but luckily my mom kind of pushed me into the college direction. But also part of that equation was the message that we got at the time was you should go to college because basically it's going to buy you into a job. It's a free right. ticket. That, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was basically what we were sold. That was right. the idea that I was, you know, I don't think it was directly verbalized and communicated to me, but. Somehow, that's the message that I got. You yeah, know, the subtitles were very ticket. large. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you do this and you go to school, then and, and you're going to pay for your education, then you're going to buy yourself a, a job out there, yeah. somewhere out there. And if you're told that, that's what you got to do to survive or to get your job, yep. then why question? Yeah, that's what you're going to do. Yep. Um, but um, definitely, my experience was uh, through college was 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 different. I mean, I don't know. No, it's probably the same as everyone else. As you go there and you kind of, it's kind of like. I didn't Party. really learn a whole ton. Hang out, network. Yeah. you know, I would say the networking was the
1: biggest yeah. part of Whether college. Whether you
0: knew it or not, you yeah. were networking the whole way through. Yeah.
1: I tried to pull the networking card with my parents that that's why grades were failing and I was partying
0: all the time, but <laughs> yeah. they never,
1: they never <laughs> fell for it.
0: Right? Sadly, I paid for my whole way through college, so they didn't really care what happened. Yeah. You know, they you cared all that I you want. succeed, but at the same time, they're like, we're not paying for it, so do what you yeah, want. Yeah, absolutely.
3: And, um, Yeah, that was one of the biggest things about college was it kind of made my small world a little bit bigger. Yeah. And so luckily my parents did pay for the first year of college and then I paid for the rest and um, still came out with, you know, $50,000 debt. Um, And also I want to say too, Brian, when you, uh, one of the first shows that we were in here and you were like open and honest about, you know, your story and stuff, I gained a lot of respect for you guys and the show just for being that way and being like, yo, I got some help buying this house or whatever you yeah. said. Um, you know, cause a lot of people won't share their story. They're not too honest about how, you know, how they came about somewhere. Especially
1: uh, when it comes with uh, exposing that you had help from mom and dad. Yeah. A lot of people like to keep that in their pocket. I oh mean, yeah. Mm, you gotta be honest about that stuff. Right. Right. Yeah,
0: Cause if it comes out, Oh boy. Well, well it
1: also if we're if we're truly going to represent yeah. reality. Mm-hmm. Yep. The reality is I would not have a house right now if it wasn't for mom and dad kicking in. Yeah. Like I'd still be drowning in debt right now. Yep.
3: Right. So right. that's reality. Yeah, and just to let to let people know this, not it's not all easy. It's not a perfect equation how to get there. And no mm-hmm.
1: Well, it,
2: that's what makes everybody relate, right? We all actually tell the truth and the story. And you get everybody in from all different walks of life. Right. And to hear how they got there. Right. You know, it's not just like, oh, I was just handed this meal ticket. Yeah. Or it was like, Hey, I got here because I had a little help, but you're not the you're not the little rich snob that's walking around like I'm running on daddy's credit card on forty right. nines on the truck with this million dollar house. Right, right. right. Yeah. Right. It
3: answers a lot of questions and you yeah. know how they right.
2: how they got there. So I mean, my first job
3: was I was doing landscaping. I remember waking up Well, actually that, that was not my first job. My first job was working in my dad's shop. Um, there's a plumbing supply, uh, company called DNC. And, um, I was just, uh, sweeping the floors in the back when I was like 13 and I was like 14. There, kids, someone came by and was like, you're too young to be working here. And so (laughs) like when I turned 15, I got this landscape job and did a lot of landscape all through that into college. And then when I was going to college and coming back in the summers for landscaping, I was like, dude, I'm doing this college thing, I'm not going to cut another grass yeah. in my life. I'm like, sure, <laughs> but, but not cut it. Not so he lives
2: in a condo he
0: fucking doesn't cut a piece of grass. That's right. But he might roll some grass, but he ain't
2: cutting
3: yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> that's right. So uh, that was a goal when I when I went to college. I said, you know, we're going to move past that one. Yeah. So, yeah, luckily I haven't since because I live in a condo. <laughs> <laughs> Probably all because I live in a condo. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the most... It was, I didn't really like college. I don't know. It just felt like high school continued. Yeah. Yep. And um, I didn't really learn a ton of things that applied when I got out of college. I really started learning shit when I got out in the field yeah. and got my hands on stuff. It what was.
2: Did, what did you think college was going to be when you entered Oh, man. What did you think you were going to come out as, like a TV star?
3: Man, no. I really had no idea what I was signing up for. I remember the probably first orientation. I really had no idea. All I knew is I was moving out of the house and getting away from my parents into a different city. And spreading your fucking weeds. Yeah. So... So, yeah, there was that. My my actual roommate failed out the first semester, and I had my whole dorm
0: <laughs> to myself. Oh, self. nice. How do so, you fail the
2: first semester? Got the, gosh, oh, it's sweet.
1: way easier than you think it you is. You drink vodka all the way through it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's what he did. You just don't go. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. You don't, don't go to show class. Up. You don't take anything. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I did the bare minimum. And I succeeded until I got to physics. You know, it was like, it was the easiest thing. You just had to show up. Physics and calculus were two giant ass kickers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
3: my Lord. I was a pretty bare minimum student too. Just kind of like just enough to squeak by and I might do well in a few subjects, but it's
0: probably luck, you know, uh, (laughs) I guessed my way through. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So you know. they flipping a coin. Is it A or B? Well, either that or a lot of <laughs> yeah, times t- the, the classes you did well at it happened to be
1: an elective that you, that you took because it. you were interested in and right. then you excel at it and everything else you do shit at. Right. Yep. Yeah.
3: Like high school is really good at drawing, you know, Yeah. an A in that class. But, you know, college was like... Um, I'm still, um, it's not. It's not for everybody, I, and I wouldn't even recommend it if you're if you want to become a marketing person or a video or a photographer or any any kind of digital trade, um, because you know what what I'm doing is so on the so much. I don't want to sound like I'm sucking my dick too much here, but um oh, that's, it's so,
1: your, that's your show, man. We'll add in sound effects uh, after. Yank it all I know. See yank that's the thing. I'm, I'm day. so
3: built up for this, I'm like uh, <laughs> this interview and I just <laughs> wanna <laughs> say there's so much I wanna say. Hey, and well, this uh, is right. your
2: show, bro. I know if you, I, if you take the dick out of your mouth, you it. I'll go for it. Right. And I, I, and I, right. Yeah. Give them the
3: honest picture. Exactly. And I don't wanna paint the picture like, oh, I'm just like this marketing guy and I got this whole act together, I run this big successful company. Sure. I got my little successes here and there, but out the way it I'm is. not, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I tell people what I think. And, um, well, and you're five years deep into a business. So you're doing something right. Yeah. Right. Right. True. So clap for that. You don't have a clap sound effect. No, or that's
1: like ah. one of the, like I took out the cheesy <laughs> sound effects, <laughs> but I should have kept the applause.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the reverse. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like there's smart ways to do college. And there's not smart ways to do college. And there's reasons you probably shouldn't go to college at all. There's plenty of people going to college. Like, there was a music industry class up in Big Rapids, for example. And then all, and so I'm like asking those students, I'm like, what do you, who are you music industry managing around here? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. a guy at the road to Rock. LA, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd have to go to LA. Yeah. Um, same with kids in my class. I sat around with a lot of kids that said, Yo, I want to do film. I want to go and be on film sets. I'm going, all right, well, where around here are you going to get on the film sets? Those kids are still living in their mom's basement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully not now. You know, like almost decade and a half. <laughs> you know, oh, no, Studies are showing.
1: Studies are showing. I want to say the actual sad truth is I want to say that there's like 30 or 40 percent of people under the age of like 28, I mean, it's way yeah. older than you would think of, still live with one or more of their parents.
3: Right. And I don't, I'm not i am really going to hate on that because you got to do what you got to do. And a lot of people Absolutely. around the world do that. No, that's and more a testament even,
0: of, yeah. of the economy, yeah, America's America is one of the Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. We get out and go on our own. That's like a thing in America. Everywhere else, you right. know, they, they shack up, they have 10, 15 people living in a place, you know? Right.
2: All I got to say, if there's four people in the house, there's only two living. That's all I got to say if I'm living at home.
0: <laughs> Words out there. I,
3: I, you got to explain that one to me.
2: I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't. What, are you killing it? I her? don't understand.
3: Are you about to admit <laughs> to a murder yeah. on the podcast? <laughs>
1: Rick, where are your parents? <laughs>
2: well, they they live in their own house right now.
1: Oh, okay. Thank God for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, do you feel like college actually helped you at all get where you're at or any knowledge did you gain from it all or did you just drink it all out? Mm. I did a little bit of
3: trying to be a drinker, but like we said earlier, it was kind of like the biggest thing was the networking. It put me into a, an internship. Yeah. Luckily, this program required six months of an internship before you actually graduated. So, you know, I was really practical with it. All the kids I sat around were like, I want to do film. I want to. And so some kids went off on internships to God knows where. I went south 45 minutes to Grand Rapids. And I worked the most undesirable job in all of video production. It was his wedding for wedding videography.
1: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, lovely, <laughs> you
3: know, people shit on that profession, but if you do it well, you can really make a good living. You can. Oh yeah. But yeah. you have to go to weddings all the time. Right. And well, that sucks still, ass. Do you still <laughs> film weddings? No, I don't film weddings anymore. Thank God. But I, you know, if someone came to me with one, and I, you know, and they wanted the, price the, was the right. Price was right. You yeah. know, but you know, as it's going now, I'd have to charge like 10 grand to do a wedding. Cause yeah. dude, weddings are like 10 hour days. Yeah. Nonstop. Sounds like it sucks. And, and then a, you got, weird stuff,
0: editing. Well, I was about to say editing. That's the crazy wife, new wife. Be like, where, where are my pictures? You didn't get this shot. You <laughs> got the bridezilla yeah. Yeah. all
2: over your ass. Cause you missed the shot. Well, I was, that's
1: right. what I was about to say. The worst part is unlike anything else to the extent that weddings are, you only have the one take. And if you fuck up one of your camera settings, well, that moment's gone. Yeah. You gotta be fast. Yeah. My
2: luck, dude, if I show up to run the fucking camera, the bitch would be like picking her nose. I'm click.
0: Nailed it. (laughs) Those are some of the best shots though.
1: You know what? I'll tell you from a marketing standpoint, calling the bride a bitch is going to go over really well. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, Rick's wedding photography Bitches
3: (laughs) (laughs) Shooting all the bitches Two are dead
2: (laughs) In my house (laughs) Have not you guys ever heard of that Like mystery train You get on the mystery train And you gotta try to figure out The puzzle What's going on Of like who killed who Clue? <laughs> no, I never, I never <laughs> took that ride. For sweat and grind, we we'll have to go on It's called the mystery train. And you literally r- ride the train. And it's kind of like Clue, who killed who. I'll
1: tell you right now. With with it's a couple a wedding, of wedding venue uh, photography very,
2: to uh,
0: very homosexual mystery, yeah, mystery. things that have it. happened
1: with you recently, Rick. I don't know about getting on a mystery train are. with you. Did
0: you become <laughs> or did
1: you start drinking again or, or Nah. All right, just make sure. Why I mean. the lights go out on this train? Yeah. Why is something poking my ass? Hey.
2: <laughs> the hey, lights Rick. just got really dim. In just in the chuckling studio. back there. You, you two, you two want to play a mystery game? Not right now. Reach into my pocket. Let's get back to me, Damon. So how long did you do the wedding thing for? Oh, I uh
3: I freelanced for a guy for man, a good portion, probably a good five, six almost six years, probably.
1: Oh, man, you really did a long yeah, stand. It, it, it
3: was just it was a lot on the side though. I always had a full time job. And so So this is while you were working doing Public television. Yeah, so I came right out of school and I got I got the internship first in Grand Rapids, and then luckily landed this. um, It was a part time job at Public Access at WKTV. That's Wyoming Television. Yep, that's right. (laughs) And And what were you doing? They do a lot of high school sports there, so I would tech. Everything. There's only f- four people on staff, four maybe five people on staff. Oh wow. when I was there, so it's very small, but we serves the, the, the we serve the whole community, and like people would walk in off the street and be like, "I want to make a television show." Yeah. Show. <laughs> and then we'd be like, and they probably didn't. Right. Right. <laughs> so we would have to drop everything we're doing and teach these people how to use the studio. Okay, you want to do this and that. This oh, because it. it was access, yeah.
0: It was like a library. Kind yeah, of it. it was live. Ac-
3: yeah. yeah, access oh, for everybody. Cool. Wow. Yeah, and so luckily, no Wyoming the city decided to, to, to still fund that and um, I don't want to get into the whole part of how PBS is funded but um, yeah so So they have a healthy public access station there and we did a ton of high school sports, like three games a week. I would tech the whole truck to make sure just that the technical operation would go off without a
2: hitch. And what's all involved when you say you gotta tech the truck out? Um, It's
3: basically what you're doing right here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I got this handled.
3: (laughs) And well it back when it started, it was analog. So it was things would go out all the time. We're doing you know, hundreds hundreds of feet of cable running up to, you know, a camera, two cameras on the bleachers and then one on the field oh, wow. and then audio on the field. So I would recruit volunteers every week. Just to move cords. Yeah. Call them and beg <laughs> them. No, Please. Wireless shit, yeah, huh? p- no, we were not wireless. Now, and then that oh, technology dang. was there that place produced television in an old fashioned for the sake of the community. They didn't do it for efficient to be efficient or to do anything fast. It was so we could have a community experience and we all, you know, you call the volunteers and they would come help you pull cable or direct. And yeah, it was cool. It was a big learning experience, um, about how people get it done. And, um, but you know, eventually I outgrew that job. And, um, that's when I kind of had, what was the question? Where am I going with this? (laughs)
2: <laughs> this is your story. Bro. I'm so involved oh, okay. in your story. I forgot okay. my own question. So yeah. So keep rolling with is, it. <laughs> As you're doing this, yeah. <laughs> um, as you're walking these these steps down your career, uh, getting into your side work, what was that like? Trying to start out as you're working oh, yeah. full time job.
3: Right. So, yeah, I held down this. Um, at the beginning, it was uh, the internship was going on. It was nine to five at the internship. And then at five o'clock, I would go to the public access station and work five to 10 o'clock. Ooh, wow. For six months. And then after that, they gave me the full time job.
0: Now, was this paid internship? The internship was not paid. Oh, man. oh free. boy. For so, free. You, so
2: you went to college, uh-huh. got a fucking shitload of debt. Yeah and now you're working for free working for free isn't in, that the beauty coming of the college out tomorrow? at the
3: right and coming out in 2008 right at the peak
2: of the <laughs> yes. crisis. Go fuck yourself. Well, yes. no one so you had a got job this worthless piece of paper that's cost a shitload of money and, and it, it does nothing for you. I could have burned it up right the day Absolutely. I walked out of there.
3: Absolutely. I don't even know where my, di- my diploma is. Right. Yeah. No, you never had to show it to nobody. No. And and that's the thing. Um, the funny thing about what I did, I learned the most working under this guy doing the internship because, and people shit their pants. When I tell them this, I go, what I do is a skilled trade. Yeah. And it, oh, Dude, we should have saw how that went over when I worked at the corporate shop. I'm oh, to I right. part. Oh, 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 they hated whoa. that. Yeah, you don't tell those people that what you do is a skilled trade. They just won't. You go tell the accountant that. Oh, like, well, that's <laughs> what I got. I'm like, what? Well, the accountant? That's not a skilled trade. Like, get out of here. <laughs> oh, they were oh, just man. offended from when I told my manager. That. Anyway, but so I was doing this public access thing. Always had something on the side, shooting weddings, mostly on the weekends. I basically took what the guy gave me because yeah. I had a full-time job and I wanted to learn how else I could survive in this yeah. industry and make it work. So I was taking gigs on the weekends, some big weddings. I did Dick DeVos's wedding. Any jokes about that? Uh, you Addicted know, Dick I was- DeVos the third. I didn't want to interrupt your story. But
2: man, so <laughs> many just started wandering up there. We were filming with Dick. Well, yeah. yeah.
3: We were filming with Dick and his wife. Yes. <laughs> and um, so
2: yeah. so was this after wedding?
3: This no, this was the wedding. Yeah, for wedding filming, this was the wedding.
2: Oh, they the didn't wedding.
1: want that yeah. ten thousand dollar package. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, this was crazy. Dude, filming that—that wasn't quite an experience as an intern. Um, he had like a five man crew. There was like ice luges at the reception. We had wow. a big crane, steady cam, all the whole nine. Wow. So that was crazy. And then Are I they came, still married? Oh, probably. <laughs> I would. You could probably find that out. It was probably public information. From I always wonder, like,
0: yeah. do wedding people go back and be like? Man, did those people last? Because it did not seem like it was going to make it. Like oh, two yeah. days after that wedding, <laughs> I do.
3: I did with my couples, and one one broke up.
0: Even so if, uh, it's sad. Is, is Dick yeah. DeVos
3: Betsy's brother or? Oh, Dick the Dick the third is her son.
1: Oh, oh yes. So it's the third Dicky, yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, right. How the many third dicks Richard. you got a dick? <laughs> There's been quite a few in that family. But um, yeah, so that was an experience shooting weddings. And then um, I kind of just kind of picked up work with him whenever I could. Every once in a while, he would bop over to the east side, too, after I moved back home to the east side of the state. So that I would call the east side. And, um, which by the way, everyone on was in West Michigan shits on the east side. I don't know why. Because, like, that's dirty over that's the there. Three, one, three. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I mean, no, those I, I
1: say from Detroit. an out of stater standpoint, <laughs> it. it is kind of shitty over here compared
2: to Grand Rapids. Go back, Go back to Texas, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you I, know, you know, you know it wasn't so fucking it's the hot. It's a famous frame. Beauty is, good, is in the eye of the Nothing good comes <laughs> yeah. from Texas, boys. Nothing. I,
1: you I, know, I, we're just going to continue brandon continue <laughs> i don't want to punch rick in the face on the so Texas disc. How, how, how
2: did you even start trying to even put your feelers out for pricing and when did you start realizing like man i'm not making enough money for all these flipping hours i'm putting in right um so
3: you know yeah i kind of just took what that guy gave me for the wedding stuff and then when i got out of there it was like when i left that city grand rapids you know i, I could definitely feel it like that city was gonna bust i was like dude get putting my feelers out there. Cause I wanted to change my job. Yeah. I wanted to get somewhere else. And so I was like looking at this city, I'm going, and I did union work. I pushed boxes. I did volunteer work, everything for some big country shows at Van Andel and stuff. So I saw a lot of different aspects of the, the industry. And so I really got the feel though. I was like, man, at that time it's just just Grand Rapids just felt too small and I had to get out. And it felt like there was definitely like a group of people that were capping. Yeah. They were just like, you know, this is our turn. It took us all, it took us 20 years to get where we're at and it's You're our turn, to get, same yeah, boat, yeah. you know, and I would be waiting, you know, or I don't know, I wouldn't wait. So that's the thing. And, um, so I was like, yeah, this small, this town's too small. And, you know the cost of living is actually less over there too. Really? So I just Isn't knew it I wasn't really? gonna make any money. Yeah, it is.
2: You know, it's actually. I don't pretty, know if it still is, but definitely, definitely back then. Huh? It's actually prettier in the west side. Of yeah, it's, it's way. It's prettier. a little
3: more nature. I consider Grand Rapids like. Okay. Yeah, they they they're definitely in that snow belt, and I consider Grand Rapids like a town up north. Yeah, yeah, it's like Maybe a city. It's blown up. Yeah, I know it's completely blown up since I lived there, and it's yeah, it's beautiful, but. um, I had to get out, but see, and if it was nowadays, I bet you it could, you mean, it's a little bit bigger. I might yeah, stay, Yeah, but I had the feeling I had to get out. I outgrew that job and I still kept my connection with the wedding guy, moved back over here to the East side. Cause I met um, my wife now and you know, we were dating, we were dating long distance for a while, but then I was like, yeah, this ain't it anymore. And I came back. I actually came back home and lived back home with my dad for a minute. There you go. And that was like in 2013, when I'm trying to get things kicking off full time. I ended up working for a guy in Lansing who's some completely crooked dude, <laughs> completely
0: crooked. Like in that, in your industry, it, yeah it's full of it. it's marketing man yeah. it's like, terrible did he
2: take your gear and not pay you or something no he see at that time i was still
3: learning the relationship between a full-time and a contract employer you know what okay. i mean and people don't tell you that shit yeah people don't tell you hey man if you're a contract you don't have to come into the office every day yeah you know you're still you picking up
2: a gig but you yeah. were <laughs> Yeah, but I was. The
3: dude was the dude was playing me, going, hey, I'm gonna make you full time. Just keep coming to this dude, keep coming here. Oh, nice. He wanted people in the seats to make it look like he had a legit business. Yeah. yeah. And he paid me for the year up to twenty five thousand dollars. But after that, he didn't want to pay me anymore. It was like, I don't know, it seemed like he had like some tax thing going. I don't know. I don't
0: know. Oh, so you're back to working for free again. Yeah. Right, yeah, Maxed yeah. out. Claude's coming in next week. Yeah, <laughs> so I ran
3: up about a four grand bill with this guy and I go into the office one day, I go dude, I'll use his real name. Dan, Dan, what you, you didn't pay me, man. This has been weeks now. You keep telling me it's coming in. It's not coming in. And, uh, so what I did and people don't like it when you do this, I called it the uh, client. I go, Hey, and there's some client Cali. He's doing like Salesforce stuff.
0: Yeah. You you guys
3: know Salesforce. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm doing all the marketing materials, making all the graphics and web elements and video and stuff for him. Um, way beyond a contract status. Cause I didn't really know what that was. Yeah. I thought I was trying to work into a full-time position and I called the client and I go, did you pay Dan? He goes, yeah, I paid Dan about $15,000. Oh. <laughs> and so I went in and go, Dan, dude,
2: you got paid. Yeah. You got yeah. paid. Why are
3: you lying to me? And then he wanted to fight me in his office. Did you fight him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I could, I wanted to, <laughs> but I didn't. Um, you know, it, it turns out, you know, his it was his wife that was running HR and his mom was the accountant in there and his uncle's running head of sales and they're just
2: You would have got your ass beat. You should have bitch slapped him all, right? Yeah. Oh, he was all
3: <laughs> in my face. I I just took my computer under my arm and said, Peace, bro. I got out of there and then got online and pulled all my stuff off and tried to minimize it. And I had to send him a letter, but it didn't matter. The dude drives around in a Maserati and um Let's He's just, so just a yeah. garbage
1: human being. Yeah. Just yeah.
3: A, and just another lesson I learned on the way. You know what I mean? And I yeah. relatively escaped with that with bumps and bruises. It really was no issue. You yeah. know, I was like, I'll foreground in some time. I'm cutting my losses here and getting out of yeah. here. Yeah. And um yeah. And I had to move on from that one. I um, feel that
2: in life, like there's a turning point when you come out of high school into college and you're just like excited for the world. And then like you get your ass handed to you a little bit and you get a taste of the world to like, it's not so friendly as it seems to be. It is not. Yeah. You
1: lose the dopey smile quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. People don't understand. It's um, in a man's world. I don't want to get too.
2: Man's playing here,
3: <laughs> but you know it's it's. There's no rules out here. At some yeah. point, and a matter of fact, in America, if you do something illegal and don't get caught, you're gonna get rewarded for it. Yeah, yep. you know that's yeah. kind of the whole uh, game in America is that we walk our toe, put our toes up to the line. And we see, see how we, much we can get. We see him yeah. test see the water. Exactly and then you put your feet on the line. Yeah. And yeah. then if you can go across that line and not get caught, you're going to probably get rewarded for yeah. it. At some I, like, time. I
2: liked it back when it was the scrapping days. Yeah. When he had issues with people. When people were. Oh yeah, you just fight you it out. Challenge
1: like, him to I'm a duel. A, I'm no, not you a fighter, though. Him, you just
2: started swinging.
1: Could you imagine Rick back in the day pulling off his glove one finger at a time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, like I challenge you to a
2: duel. <laughs> yeah, right. <And> I sling, <laughs> slingshot the condom right over, her. What? <laughs> <laughs> right over to the bride. That bitch. Right now. <laughs> now is your. Getting older and you're gaining a shitload of experience as the world's handing its ass to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you, <laughs> did you um, ever sit there and start reflecting, like, why did I ever even go to college for this? Um, you know,
3: no, I don't I still accepted it as as okay. You know, step. but I will advise other people against college all the time. Yeah. It was a step did I? I definitely reflected on it and and said, you know, did I have to do this? No, but it got me into the relationship that f- that fast tracked my knowledge of my trade and yep. my skill. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's kind of a give and take there. But Absolutely. I did uh, reflect on it at times and go, man, could I have done it without without this college? Sure. And some people can. You can teach yourself a lot of stuff on YouTube. Absolutely. It might take a long time. Yep. But <laughs> and I
2: feel like when people do go get a college education or whatever. They get this degree, but they don't really have a vast knowledge of what they're really getting into. And it's just like very broad. So they open a the door and they're like, what do I want to do with this degree? That's the wrong reason to go to college. Absolutely.
1: Yes. That's what I was about to say. The, the problem is, so the difference in your story versus, I don't know, 75% of people that go to college mm-hmm. is you went for something that you, knew you enjoyed, in. you were interested in, and that knowledge does directly apply. But you, how many people are we churning out a year that have generic business degrees that yep. you get out, and that's why are, that's why I've minor always been with so. with
2: accounting or marketing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yep. and and I come out of college with business marketing. I don't know jack shit about marketing, and in fact, I don't know jack shit about business other than all of the things that I learned through working with my dad at a consulting firm. And I spent, as a result of that, the actual real world knowledge, I spent the majority of my college career going, none of this fucking applies. Even these ethereal concepts about marketing we're yeah. talking about, we're talking about marketing. You're never going to use this knowledge in the real world. In right. fact, some of it's just downright crap. Like That's, someone I think it's wrote crazy something how, in a
0: book. Right. And you know, Someone garbage. goes to school for, let's say, you know, marketing. Does anybody look at, all right, there's 5,000 kids in this program right now. How many jobs? How's the economy going to support that? When it it gets done, we're all going to be fighting for three jobs. Yes. Uh It's insane. So, like, there's no planning. There's no thinking in that. It's just they're pushed in. They go, and then, yeah, then you're just stuck with your pants down when you get done. Now Mm -hmm. that you say that, though, like, I've talked Unless you put yourself to the top.
2: Mm, through what? the program Do you want to
3: be on the top when your pants are down <laughs>
0: that's what I was wondering that's what I was wondering you know what
2: take there's a time time Rick. <laughs> yeah, I mean
0: you know sometimes it's how you make it to the top <laughs> Tadden likes to ski just to let everybody you know. Uh, you know what's funny though I've talked we're going on a road trip
2: <laughs> <laughs> the beach <laughs> I said when not no. where Brian and I are going to be wearing a Speedo with a whole, whole oh cut boy, out nope <laughs> nope that, that nope <laughs> <Okay, laughs> Brandon's is, is going to be in the back fucking filming this shit oh my god for the you low know,
1: price of 10 grand <laughs>
2: but I've talked to uh, quite a bit of people remember when everyone was going to school for business management yeah and that was like the big thing I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to go to school I'm going to be a manager, manager and be a big business guy would sit, I would yeah. sit there and talk to him because I was already in the trades working and I'd be like, so what are you? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to I'm going to manage a business. I said, well, why don't you just open one up? <laughs> yeah. If you want the fastest yeah. free education you ever get, go start go one. Go start one. Yeah. And then you get talking to them, and be like, so how much money would you save up for the summer? Well, I spent it all. But you're going to school for business management. Right. This isn't going to work well.
1: They didn't go to school for personal money management. They went for business management. So I'm sure their business management skills were on par. Oh, it's yeah. just the
0: personal finance. Oh, that, that's, I, yeah, that's the problem. Because when you go run a business, you got an accountant at that business you got hired by.
2: See, isn't
3: that funny, though? Because we all want to participate. I mean, a lot of life is this. It's survival, and we want to make money and provide for our families. Um, and... See, I got going in a direction here. (laughs) And uh we got time. That's that's the thing is that everyone wants to participate in that arena of business, right? But we're not taught any of it in school. No, No, and it's so essential and so fundamental to survival. Am I right? Am I far off base here, guys? Above water,
2: yeah. Um so 49% of America's small business. Yeah. But to go to to what you were saying.
1: So, we have totally done away with teaching even basics of accounting. We've right. done away with e- basics of personal finance. Any kind of bookkeeping. Any sort of... Yeah, taxes are you know, not even mentioned in school. And now it's even gotten to the point, and this is really mm-hmm. sad. Now we've even gotten to the point where we're getting away from basic grammar and spelling to the point. Right. So, my dad, I've talked about it over and over. My dad's in the banking industry. He works at a high-level consulting firm where they're closing multi-million dollar deals. Yeah, And he has people working for him that cannot draft an email that doesn't look like it came off of a text message right no capital letters no punctuation or the punctuation is randomly scattered through there's no spaces after the period i mean yeah stupid simple stuff yeah and we're totally but by god if you put a multi-choice test in front of them I bet they'd be able to take it pretty well. Yeah, right.
3: You know, that just <laughs> go right down the middle with those stupid. two, by the way. Our education system is so screwed up right now. Yeah, they're, they're, we're not taught, you know, how to open a business or start an LLC or, no. or, you know, how to do proper bookkeeping or any of that. But that is such a major thing and essential to life and how we all want to get on. Uh, with our lives, or no, you know you're gonna have to actually go work for someone else. A lot of people, that's the reality. They got a school and they go, "Oh, I learned all this stuff. I still got to go work for somebody else." Yeah, and before they think you get a real education, things. and then yeah. you're
2: not even making enough money to really even pay your debt back and live. No,
3: right. Yep. And I see, you know, the major problem with that is that we're just oversold on school. Yes, it's because that's the system. How far the system is tilted nowadays is that the answer has become the most expensive answer. That's not coincidental.
1: And I'll take it a step further because it's not. It's not just the education system that bought into that. And then the students kind of follow that. What really pisses me off is that the business world bought into it as well. And so now you have an inside sales position that requires a bachelor's degree. Why the fuck do I need a bachelor's degree to pick up and dial a phone and say, hey, do you want to buy my stuff? Right. That does not require a bachelor's degree. Right. Yeah. Especially when you're going to pay them. Pennies, ten thousand dollars, five thousand dollars a year in base salary, and then they get commission that may lead up to forty or fifty. Yeah, really, you send someone into sixty thousand dollars worth of debt to learn zero skills that are applicable to what they're doing, and you're paying them peanuts for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. How does that
0: make any sense? Right, makes sense. It so the we've set owner the bar of that now. company. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's
1: it's. Once Sometimes you've people gone there, just don't have
0: the drive to look past that and know any better for but themselves. The, but so.
1: the problem is, once you've set the bar there, yeah. that for these positions you need a college education, that bar never goes That's backwards. Very true. Yeah, and but it's right. only
2: going to go forwards. I feel it's almost like a gimmick, though, of a hamster wheel is the way I always refer to life. Is mm-hmm. they want to get somebody that has to sit on that fucking wheel and run. Yeah. Well, and they can't get off because yeah. if they get off, they ain't going to make it. But they're, yet they're not really getting ahead but if they run a little harder, they might be able to go to dinner this week. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. Uh, That's kind of part of the design of the capitalistic system that we live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, Unfortunately, we're kind of.
1: So, so the more time that goes on and the more time I spend as an adult in this world, the more I'm recognizing that total unchecked capitalism is not the greatest thing in the world. Right.
0: It's a scary fucking thing. It's a very yeah. scary thing We only yeah.
1: get to so extremes here. I'll yeah. tell you I'll tell you a perfect example that just set me off this morning. I told Rick about this. So uh, Amazon does their prime days. yep. just happened, right? It just happened. I went celebrated so, like
0: it was Christmas. Oh, and and I, I was saw all a lot of posts on too. social media with just piles of AM shit Foxes, today. Yep. My it's, wife it's was Christmas, on the computer. It's straight. Christmas at my house every week.
2: Uh, yeah, exactly. My wife taught me how to use Amazon, and now I just and am straight, Amazon. Yeah, and straight it's up. up so easy. Yeah, but
1: so um, we've been wanting to get a second set of GoPros so that Rick can have GoPros in his cab. But I mean, they're fuck new they're 400 bucks a pot oh yeah yeah. and so um with prime days i was like you know what fuck it i'll I'll see if there's something on there sure enough gopro hero eight it's like 125 bucks off which is a huge chunk off i was like fuck yeah i'm gonna get one limit one per customer so i call rick and i'm like hey you go pick one up i'll get one there's your there's There's your two two camera angles right and so um i pick my gopro up it's prime one day shipping so I'm ordering this bitch at six o'clock in the morning. It's supposed to be here by eight o'clock this evening. I'm mm-hmm. like, fucking hey, this is awesome. Uh,
3: great to be an American in our capitalist society. Right. But, you know, we can't go all the way there and support all that Amazon stuff. It's hard but because we can't afford to be responsible re- consumers in this yeah. in this environment. So that's why it's so hard. It's going to be an uphill battle. But, yeah, no, fuck Amazon. Fuck uh, Elon Musk. Oh, all that what, shit. But
1: the good part of the story is... Is coming like I haven't even got to the part that really pisses me off. Oh, keep going. So, so then I thought you were just excited you won. No, (laughs) no. Well, I was initially, so I was very excited. That's part of the reason this pisses me off to the extent that it does. So, um, doesn't come that evening. Mm -hmm. The next day it says it's coming. And then about three quarters of the way through the next day, it gives you that beautiful Amazon message. Your package is delayed contact Amazon. Yeah. It's systems aren't perfect. Every, not, yeah. every single time I've had that happen in the past, it's something has glitched. I have to cancel the order, resubmit the order. And then all of a sudden Amazon's like, Oh yeah, we actually need to ship this. So I do that. I go in and mm-hmm. I cancel my order. I go in and I, and try to react or, or I re try to re add it to my cart. Yeah. But you remember there was a one limit minute. one per customer mm-hmm. because I still have a canceled order that hasn't been processed. It won't let me add it to the cart. <laughs> yeah. This is at nine 45 at night. I'm not about to get on so the you're phone about with to Amazon. Lose a prime day. Four hours left on no. prime day. <laughs> so I wake up this morning and I so go to add that pressure. bitch back in my cart. It's full price. Yeah. And I'm like you mother effers. So I call, I call up Amazon and I explain my situation. I said, here's the deal. This is exactly
0: what happened. Can you imagine being customer service frames Oh, they don't give a I'm fuck. I'm surprised people even answer phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's know, the they, thing about these digital companies. Yeah. They don't even you have to have any
3: responsibility. Absolutely. You can't they're get customer
2: support on the phone. They're and why they're talking to you. You're like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah they're, and they're, so, if you get anyone on the phone, I'm surprised you got anybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And and I was In all honesty. English. Right.
1: Yep. And and so I walk them through exactly what happened. hey, You didn't send it. It was prime shipping. I canceled the order to resubmit it. But because it's limit one per customer, it won't let me resubmit it. Now we're back to full price. (laughs) I want this fucking GoPro for the price that I bought it for. Yeah. No, we can't do that. I said, how can you not do that? He goes, well, you canceled the order. I said, uncancel it. Well, we can't do that. Give me a break. You're telling me in this age of digital. So he he walks me through. He can't do that. I said, "Okay." well, you've I said, who's fulfilling this? Is this a third party you're having to go to? Well, let me check. No, this is fulfilled through Amazon. I'm saying, so is the company, you are the company fulfilling this. And
3: you're not taking responsibility.
1: You have, you have no ability to give me a discount. No, mm. we can't do that. I said, that's unacceptable customer service. You're just telling me, get bent. I said, I want to talk to a super. I want to talk to a supervisor. I am the supervisor. <laughs> well, oh, he goes, <laughs>
0: he takes he goes, off his mic. I can,
1: yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. So I he goes, well, she's going to tell you the same thing. And I said, I'm going to have that conversation then. Because this is an unacceptable answer that worth you're just fucked bucks. because our yeah. system screwed up. Oh yeah. So she gets on the phone, and this is where I went livid. Because I'm already hot at this point. What'd she say? She doesn't even hesitate. She's like, I see here that you got the order. I'm going to put in a manual discount code, and I'm going to get you... And it's like... You motherfuckers! So you have purposely set up the goal. You taught somebody
0: to detour exactly. Give up at that person,
2: and
1: I. They asked me at least two separate times. Do you really need this item? Do you still need this item? So they full well know that the majority of people who are calling, they need that item. So Amazon has intentionally built in this function to where it gets delayed. You cancel, then you then you get fucked. They push you out of Prime Days, and then they go, "Oh well, we can resubmit the order, but you're going to pay full price." Fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and where it pisses me off is this is capitalism. Mm-hmm. Where is Amazon's competitor? Who's who is realistically nope. competing with Amazon mm-hmm. to where I can order something and have it on my porch this afternoon or tomorrow?
0: Done, I'm going to be running a warehouse out of that beast.
1: Well, I mean, the the, the reality <laughs> is all of their competitors. You're probably three, four days out on shipping. Oh, and yeah. It's going to be extra to ship it. So you don't really have they have a monopoly on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they know it and they utilize it
3: there's your unchecked capitalism. Right. So we all get surprised when we hear about a, a, mon, a monopoly, you know, in the airlines or Amazon, yep. but that is literally the point of the system. Absolutely. That's what they want. Yeah, they wanted this. Yep. And so, you know, overall
1: capitalism, it is proven over and over and over again that it is the most effective driver of
0: economies, yeah. but
1: At there some has point. to be some sort of Dude, check in place. Last
0: year when I was thinking about trading my truck in, you know, I'm like, all right, I'll get a Sprinter van, you know, so they went through the whole system. They're like every person, every dealership I went to, they're like, it's going to be about a year and a half, two years. Amazon's bought every single sprinter van that oh, I really? want, like that size that I wanted for the next two years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, what? Like, Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, you could, you know, pay extra. So they'll make one. It's like, are you fucking Yeah. You can, a- yeah. you can pay a
1: premium yeah. so that one customer doesn't take all of them. Yeah. That makes sense.
2: I mean, I look at the other way. If I was mechanically inclined, I would just open up a mechanic body shop next to the fucking... Amazon hub. That is true. That's a good and idea. It of is, yeah, absolutely. Right. I learned to suck the blood right out of it. Suck the that's teeth. I was wondering
1: where that the that's goes. how we.
3: That's how we play down here at this level. That's you know, right. those systems. That, like people give credit to that's like trickle down economy. Elon right? Elon Musk <laughs> and, Am- and Jeff Bezos get so much credit because they're like, oh, they made this huge business. They're like, must be like a business genius. And they're like, oh, we give them so much credit in our society because we they've done nothing. We're they taught, just, yeah. you know, to look to the one person who did it the one yep. sole entrepreneur, right. you know, to give them all the credit when really in reality, they used our systems to get where they're at. That they, yep. you know, our roads, you know, also like GPS is a big example and the internet because that was literally funded by our public tax dollars. Yeah, the government absolutely. made it and people like, who use the, those systems, not in, as just, not just as big as Elon Musk and those people, but tech companies that are big, they get to tap into that GPS stream, that, that data for free. Yeah. And we built that, you know, we yeah. funded all that. So, uh, I, we kind of took a left turn. this
2: So how's that play out to your filming? You know, um,
3: you know, it's funny because there's large, I don't know everything in business and I wish I wish I did because sometimes I look at certain industries and they have like one marketing company that does all the, all the companies in that industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird. And like, why are they all using the same marketing company? You know, why all these automakers all use this one marketing company? I feel like there's something going on beyond the scenes or something Somebody's that I tickling. don't know.
0: Somebody's, uh, yeah,
3: you. yeah, exactly. So I don't know everything, but it seems like it's a little bit of a setup, but also, so I got into a little bit of heat for saying this a while back. I said something like, you know, these, um, big marketing agencies are like travel agencies. No one uses a travel agency anymore. Right. Mhm some people kind of do a little bit, but generally you plan your own travels. Yeah. And I kind of said like these big marketing agencies are going to die eventually one day because you know, the average, um, the average company on main street, you know, in Howell or Ryan, they want to participate and market too. And so now that we're all on the same playing field, which is social media, yep, that's yeah. the outlet. Yeah. All the work goes there. Yeah. Uh, majority of it there in YouTube, it's all digital. It's all online. So, we're all on the same playing field as far as me and these big agencies. right? So um, some people hate on the fact that I just do a lot of, a lot of the aspects of marketing and they're like, how can you, how can you plan an ad agency or design an ad and distribute the ad and all these other things without a
1: staff of 14 people? So
3: I kind of caught some criticism from that, but I'm doing it all. And um, I don't know. So I was just some something I kind of caught some heat from. People at least said something back to me, and I was like, "Dude, I can do all these things and market for people on Main Street. Yeah. Like,
0: ain't nothing, ain't nothing stopping that." And there's
2: there's nothing different from anybody anymore. Well, was, anybody
0: that sees that you can do it is gonna put you down and try to conquer and get that business before you do right. or get and it from you. And I think this is they from, can do yeah. it better. You know,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. they can exactly because this is the thought that spawned all that. Yeah. I turned on TikTok one day and I see. <clears throat> I don't know who it was. So one of these one of these big pop rap girls in a Taco Bell ad. What's a girl rapper, I, I don't know her name. But she's like looking at her phone. It looks just like anything that you would produce with your phone. yeah. And it's a TikTok ad, but you know TikTok gives the big ad, big uh, companies the very first ad when yep. you open it up. Yep. So it's a Taco Bell ad and it's uh Doja Cat. She's in there talking to her what the fuck is this? Why uh, Taco Bell make the new, bring back the uh, Supreme pizza, whatever she's talking. And I'm just like, this looks like this is an ad. This looks like <laughs> yeah. she just spoke in her phone. So it, that kind of spawned the thought. I'm like, if we're going to be making, Stuff the, that's around the, the, sick the same. thing par. is that
0: there's a billion people that look at her shit, yeah, and it goes right to their face and they're like, what just came out? But that's only because of the well, monetary spend. It has yeah. nothing to do with yeah. the quality of work. No, yeah, right. Yeah, and so I guess
3: though, you know, I wish people were just a little more smart about my criticism of these big agencies correct. dying because they're still going to be there because they're going to have the Super Bowl. People are going to need to buy ad space on Super yeah. Bowl. And they're going to need that. And those people will play in that arena, but there's going to be a certain amount of people that are going to go, why are we spending so much on this marketing? We're all in the same playing field. Let's yeah. go try another company. Yeah. Out. Yeah. You know, so even I from don't. a technology
1: standpoint, if you think, well, you and I've talked, you know, the, the Sony and Canon cameras, DSLRs, and now mirrorless technology, I mean, for relatively inexpensive. You're, you're under seven grand. Yeah. You can get into a setup with both audio and video that unless you are a highly trained eye, yeah. you'd never know. I wasn't running a 10,000, $20,000 oh, camera. Yeah. And, and that's
3: the thing. I'm laughing at some of these guys buying $30,000 red setups because it's all going to the same spot. And it's it all, all gets smartphone so Yeah. You, no, it No,
2: you matter no more. Know.
3: Yeah. Unless you're, you know, you're shooting for GM or something. And you know, that's the thing too. I've seen people come right out of college and um, start shooting ads for GM and and have a studio in Midtown. And I'm going, how'd they do that? Yeah. They had an in somewhere. Dad works for GM. Yeah, exactly. And they come That's right. they really about exactly,
2: it anymore. You know? When it comes to a lot, it's who you know. Yeah. It's not what you know, everything. It's who you know anymore. Oh, yeah. And then they go, I know a guy. Yep. Let me hook you up with him.
3: Right. My kid's going to film school at State and when he gets out and he's going to shoot some GM stuff and right. put him on. You know, so. But I, I, had no, I had no connections in this. I had to go and forge my own relationships and find do my, my own do the way. Footwork, yeah. yeah, that's why I started off so practical with the wedding stuff and then got into the business side and saw I got a job at a mortgage shop and um excuse me. Ooh. This uh, drink is really okay.
1: That's day drip, anyway. You know what? That's the beauty of
0: a podcast. We can be
1: as unprofessional
0: as we want. <laughs> <laughs> now, going from that, like we're you were there coming to now, like you've kind of ventured into marketing for. Is it just generally like like tradespeople kind of like? Um, that's uh, kind of been the niche that I fell into. Like you, I you think kind of took over the construction. Yeah. And I, the construction industry, but guys that do and build stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, um, because, you know, I fit well with certain size businesses, not the smallest, not the biggest somewhere right in the middle. Yeah. Um, and guys, yeah, it just, I think that has to do more with like where I'm from and who I know too, because I live in Limousin County. We have a lot of people here that are able to run the, and operate their own businesses and they need, you know, they're at the right size that they need someone to run their social media. So I kind of credit that to that. And, you know, how I fell into that kind of gap, you know, with the, with the trades guys. And, you know, that's kind of partly who I am too. You know, it's kind of where I, I live in this state. That's kind of where I come from um,
0: rebuild it. So So, kind of getting back
3: into your
1: story a little bit. Yeah. Um, you were kind of doing your thing on the side with the weddings and everything. When did you really make the decision? I'm going to transfer, I'm going to go full time and this is going to be my livelihood. Mm -hmm. How did you decide to go about that? and, And what was it like making
3: that leap? Well, there's a really good story in between that. And so that 2013 year that I had off, and I didn't have it off. I was working for that crooked guy in Lansing and he yep. screwed me out of the money. And I was like, shoot, what's gonna be next? I started to apply for jobs in, in and for photo and video stuff. So I got a job at a mortgage shop and saw the need and saw how much everyone, all these realtors wanted to use video. We all want to use video. We all, but they didn't want to. You know, the guy with the gold Rolex and uh, right. gold ring going. I'm, I'm uh, just begging uh, him at that. Do you want to pay 350 bucks for a video, 500 bucks, anything? <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking at his Rolex rolling, going, going nah. yeah, realtors are the worst." <laughs> yeah, dude, don't get me started.
1: Oh, <laughs> you're gonna break the. Really, three hundred bucks? That's gonna break ya? Yeah. <laughs> where are you. Yeah, where are you overpriced? What's What's your commission off of this one point two million know, dollar house? Right. <laughs> no,
3: it's that's. Don't get me started on that because it's like what they get four to six percent or whatever the exactly. deal. Yeah, and at easy. least pitching a photographer <laughs> exactly. for five hundred and so. Yeah, so I took this full time job at this mortgage shop. I'll be transparent. I got hired in at like $42,000. And the guy goes, I'm going to give you a raise after the first month. Okay, great. You can raise me up to 45. I thought yeah. I was, I thought it was good. Making and it. I kept um, uh, working there and asked for raises and they gave me a lot of, they gave me some raises. I was probably making like $55,000 as an AV guy. Well, I was doing photo video. It's at a corporate shop? It's, yeah. it, this is the job that everyone says you should be very happy to have. This is the job the corporate that world. you made it. This is the one kick back dog, kick yeah. back behind your office desk. You know, a lot of people expect in this yeah, Luncheons, you got yeah, water yeah. in the fridge. But yeah, <laughs> a- AC in the office, <laughs> right. man, computer, you know, maybe push a few emails. People in this world expect to work hard maybe for a year or two, Play the office politics. After that, come in,
2: check in, check out. Check I in. I got a meeting. I got to go send go push here. a couple
3: yeah. emails, yeah. and the, you know, and they're playing office politics. Stay and study for
2: eight hours. Yeah, put, and then push to work on the new guy.
3: But yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the reality of though the worker. I can't shit on the nine to five at all because it's not designed for success. Um, because you can't expect anyone to put a full eight hours of work in balls out eight hours a day. Yeah. That's just not.
2: Not in the it's corporate
3: It's not real. World. No, no. I can't, you know, no, not, definitely not in the corporate world. You'd be more lucky to get more work out of guys like us. Yes. In true. an eight hour day. Okay. Definitely a lot more accomplished. But um, to expect someone to go balls out in an, in an office setting like that for eight hours every day is just, is just not reasonable. And so what happens is if you're good at your job, you get your stuff done in a few hours. And then the rest of the day you pretend to work. Yep. All right. Because if you're working for an hourly wage, dude. I would sadly I don't want to go home like three early. Months
0: in the office, man. I'd crush out everything in like 15 minutes. And you're going, what am I doing here? I'm like, what the fuck do we do? And I'd like walk around, talk to people, and they'd be like, Start playing the politics. Dude, you gotta sit down. Like, you gotta go to your desk and do some work. I'm like, pretend. What else can I do? They're like, no, this is our that's what we need to do. No. That's our quota for today. If yeah. you got it done, just fucking play video games or something. I'm like, I right. can't sit here. So I just go check my sites, do all this up. But then I wasn't in the office. So they're like, What are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. Like I'm making sure yeah. shit's running on the field. Yeah, right. Well, that's not your, your job. job. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right? oh, oh, it was nuts. I- yeah.
3: So to expect, if you're a good worker and they expect you to put a full eight hours in, there's just no way you're going to get your stuff done early. And then you you, you have to pretend to work because you're not going to go yeah. home early. I yeah. need an eight hour day to get paid for my four hour work week or 40 hour work week. You know, right. I'm not going to cut this short. So that's what it turns into, you know, and then, um, you can kind of see in my, it's going to be kind of an extreme label to put on it, but it kind of looked like welfare to me um, because Ooh. people are sitting around at a certain level getting paid to, for do, certain, to yeah. do nothing, yeah. to hold a, you're basically holding the seat down.
2: Yep. They start doing the bare minimum to maintain yeah. what they need.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's not a good system. And I saw that and I go, dude, I'm too young for this to stop. And think i'm, I'm and moving forward yeah. yeah stop moving forward because my whole industry is bent on if i'm not on the cutting edge
0: of you got tech, science ahead, and technology ahead, yeah.
3: here yeah, and learning my craft yep. then i'm gonna fall behind and I'm, I'm you know that was a few years ago i don't know more than five years ago it was what when i had it was 2015 when i first got that job i tried to hold it for four years i was there for about three and a half <laughs> and um You know, I tried to hold it, but I was just like, dude, I cannot slow myself down to this pace. There's no way. I got stuff to learn, stuff to do. I'm trying to accomplish some stuff. So I knew I was going to leave eventually. And even right out of college, I had like an inkling that just said, like, I need like a good 10 years in this industry working for somebody else. I need that cosign. I kind of knew that had to happen. Remarkably, Almost to the 10 year mark, I paid off my student loans all at this corporate shop because that's finally getting paid. I got some some raises finally getting a real salary. Paid off my student loan in nine years time. And then, um, yeah, I had to quit that place because eventually it was just terrible, man. They just made my job so much harder for me to do. This is the long story, guys. Holy, okay, here we are, we're here.
1: Yes, so <laughs> it, Brandon, it, Brandon just repositioned,
3: yeah. repositioned in his chair for this one, so strap in, everybody. So <laughs> this is the job that everyone says you, know, you should be happy to have. And, well, I was in this IT uh, department when there was three guys there. It was my manager, me, and this other guy. Well, the other guy got out years before I had to quit. Um, but it grew to like, Twenty-five, thirty IT guys, and I was always the guy doing photo and video, website management stuff, and some customer service with that, signing up realtors on a website and stuff. And so I was doing more than just video, but um, you know, and I was getting raises and stuff. It was good, but man, I was just and so they so they grew, and it was just I was in the, the department for the longest with me and this manager. After you know three years, it was just me and him were the longest there with like thirty other people, you know, and so. They, they just like turned on a dime on me one day. Um, And it's hard to recall the details because it's been years now and they've, they tried to silence me and it worked because I was silent for about a year and didn't say anything. Didn't tell my story. I felt like felt like I had to be quiet, but okay. So we're going to get there. (laughs) This is going to be a long, yeah. So, okay. So in the last like year of the job, they didn't, they sent me all over the country. I worked in hotels all over from Texas to Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, all over the place. Worked with unions in the hotels, saving them a lot of money when we would do events there. We would get the, it was PSAV is the union who's in um, the company name, but they're unionized. Um, they would be like, all right, this is like 30 grand for, to tech this, you know, with audio and video tech. And I would take that bill and I go, okay, we're going to bring our own guy for this. They would give me some it guys to, to put in these positions yeah. and we're going to bring our own uh, audio board and we'll ship that down there. they will save us here and knock that bill down like 10 grand, you know? So they love me for that. So I was doing a lot of different things. Um, but at the end I was really getting disrespected by my own manager because I had relationships with everybody in the company, from yep. the president, old man president, to his son, to everyone. Because I was the video guy, I worked with everybody. Yeah, you know they come to me, and I and I had to be in the main corporate office in There's Plymouth. A of jealousy. Yeah. I think there might've been a little bit of jealousy there. I'm not exactly sure, but there might've been. And, um, yeah. Cause I had to be close with the, all the execs. Yeah. Cause they were the ones shooting videos. I had right. to be in the big executive office cause I had to be close to them. They didn't want to travel to Livonia, the other office to come see me. No, right. I was there all the time for them. Well, then they changed my office like four times in three years there too. So I was in Livonia, back, then back.
0: So you're like, did you ever go into the in, basement? From office yeah, space. yeah, I was going to say, did they ever send you to the basement? Oh, I was hey, in the basement. Can I, can I get my stapler? Yeah, yes, I, I was in the basement. I believe you have my yeah. stapler.
3: <laughs> I was in the basement and I had my own little soundproofing set up and all that stuff on the walls. And and all, yeah, you're
1: going to burn down the building. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> I, was at, I was a little AV nerd, but I was trying to do my best, you know. they they gave They promised me opportunity and they promised advancement. And there was a little bit, but we'll get around to that later but um so in the last 6 months they've really making my job hard to do like i would go all around the country for these guys and i would park my car overnight parking for Days and they would pay for that and miles to the airport. But then my manager started to get real ticky-tacky about my miles in between the two offices. I'm going, dude, I come into one and I go back and forth a bunch of times. That's gonna accumulate, man. Right. I need to get paid for
0: the, the that, second that you go to happens, one building, that's when when you leave it, that's when it tax up yeah. when you're on the clock.
3: Yeah, yep. that's that's part of being a, a full-time salary employee. Yeah. That's definitely you go into one workplace and they if they have you driving around somewhere else, you track your miles. And you should be getting compensated for that, but they didn't want to compensate me. I don't know why it was the fuss between this. They would go, "Oh, so and so does that. That's his. That's part of his job to travel in between. It's not part of your job." I'm like, "Yeah, it is. I'm doing this. I'm doing so videos." So exactly? okay. me A bunch you of do. bullshit. Then
1: tell the CEO to come to my office yeah. next time he wants to film. Uh, yeah. Done deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
3: It was. They were trying to push me out. I think because I don't know why. I think part, part of it's just that like that
1: me. corporate mentality that you have yeah. to
3: babysit everyone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we're all incompetent people. Yeah. That's what they wanted to do to me too, is they, they wanted to put me on a software so where I could tag in when I started an edit and tag out when I was done no. editing to track everything. And if you wanted to do that with someone like me, yeah. my edit starts as soon as I pull that SD card out of the camera. Yeah. It's actually a very continuous fluid process The edit it. as soon as I pull the SD card out of the camera, the edit process has begun. I'm logging footage. Yeah. You really want to start me tracking these hours. You're going to realize how much you're underpaying me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they have no idea because they have no idea what I'm doing. You know, so I managed, I myself and my expectations all the years I was there. My yeah. manager didn't know shit. He didn't <laughs> give me any direction at all. <laughs> so right at the end, he was making it really hard for me. And we had other people in the IT department. So he's going, I'm gonna put a manager in between me and you because he just got I'm like a thorn in his side. I got too many good ideas, I'm doing too much, <laughs> you know. So he's gotta put a manager in between me and him. Well, and there's always room for more management. That's right. the other thing too. Manage the <laughs> shit out in of it. The corporate world, oh, there is. That's what the that's the thing about this corporate world, you know, when there's a problem, just throw a bunch of money, they're bleeding money, just throwing money at the problem. Man, yeah. Fix it, yeah. fix, it, fix it, fix it. And it's you know, that's kind of the mentality. So
0: puts a band-aid on it for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
3: right. And so we had this meeting with this new manager, this new manager there, it's in my office in the basement in this little dungeon
0: <laughs> studio I set
3: up. And my new manager, or not the new manager, he was a nice dude. Not, uh, no faults, really, on his part. He, he was bought in.
2: Fucking was, shit all over him, Brandon. Let's get the story. <laughs> yeah, dude.
3: <laughs> no, no, this dude was a nice dude. But um, my, my original manager he was just shitting all over me in this meeting going, Oh, you just do video. You just do video. What are you talking about? And I'm, and I've been asking for a a raise for a while and he's dragging his feet a good six months on it and all this stuff and um, he really disrespected me in this meeting and I knew it was time to go already before that I already knew because I'm like yeah, it's, it's I'm about to get wrap this fucked, up get Larry yeah <laughs> so man I'm trying to remember all the details it's it's hard because there's a lot to there's a lot to it
2: sounds like some trauma it I was, was going to
3: say show me on the chart where he touched you yeah yeah dude it was bad
0: <laughs> for real ooh that's fucking bad
3: <laughs> yeah so
2: it's it was, okay Brandon what's
3: crazy was in the last weeks of being there I went over his head got the raise I wanted I was asking him for I went to the COO got the raise I wanted got more and I'm like you know because he did he kept saying no we're not giving you a raise I'm like dude I came right to him I dude, negotiate with me like a man dude if you can't give me more money I want more time off I see half of these people ain't even in the office these execs don't even come in half of the year yeah you know and I'm in here every day you know because I'm forced to the 40-hour work week you know, doing this. Yeah. So, uh, and, and so he didn't, he couldn't level on that. So I went over his head. I got the raise. I was like making like 55, 60,000, you know, as an AV guy, which is right in the, right in the market. Yeah, right you if you guys yep. don't know, that's, yep. that's right on. And and that's, that would be a great job for anybody to get. But, um, and then, and then, oh, so she, I also got more time off. I got 15 PTO, but I left all that behind i only had like 12 so they or 10 and they gave me more and i was asking for more time off because i was going to get married that year too nice. so it was two two months this is two months before i got married and um i quit this big corporate job and the in-laws were all freaking out i guess no one said anything you're to me, marrying
0: but, a guy without a job
3: yeah exactly so so there was that and a big expense to come but i didn't give a shit. I had some money saved up but it was for my business but um but that i needed that job to you know to put the capital into my business so I could have right. a business. So that's why I had to stick it out. That's why I had that four year goal anyway. So he's disrespecting me in this meeting. I went over his head, got the raise and then I was ribbing this new manager one day really hard about this miles issue. And I'm like, and I went home that night and I just said, damn dude, if it's this bad, it's yeah, time why to quit. are you fighting so hard? It's time to quit. Yeah. So I went in the next morning And quit right to the CEO, the old man, this old man who's the Dalai Lama of the company and uh, walked right in his office and said, hey man, put my two weeks in. People don't do that in this company. They don't do that. You get fired. Yeah. You don't, they don't like it when you leave them. They don't like it. And he gave me a backhand. He was like this Dale Carnegie guy. He would never say a negative thing about anybody uh, at all. Until now. Yeah, right. (laughs) Until now. But I know I didn't realize it at the time, but he goes, what do you think you're going to be doing in five years? Well You (laughs) that <laughs> yeah. That's so he gave me, he said that to me, what do you think you'd be doing in five years? It, when I realized it really was like a backhanded compliment. He figured I thought I, I would just die or something if yeah. I left this company. Well, I, and I just answered at the time, you know, I'm going to be doing part of my business, doing video marketing for, for businesses. You know, I didn't think anything, anything of it at the time. So that conversation ends, I go up to my office and then he goes, hey, well, you know, the, well, that conversation is still going on. He goes, the HR lady is going to come up and see you. And because of the nature of our industry, the mortgages, we have sensitive data and information around you gotta here. You the fuck out. You're going to get out today. I said, okay, that's fine. Um, but you know, we're going to do, it's going to be cool and you can write a resignation email and okay, cool. I'll we'll get a recommendation from you. And and then comes Larry. And then, no, no. <laughs> so then this HR lady comes up and this HR lady. Um, she's like a Supreme justice now in like Warren County or something. She's no, like is there anything judge- I can do to
2: make you stay? Yeah. Because
3: <laughs> this HR lady, she's just the lawyer. That's all she, that's all. Yeah, they yeah. So, okay. So that gives you some insight on her personality. So she comes up and said everything was cool. I've been around the country with this lady, Florida, everywhere. And it, it was cool. She even hugged me at the end of the conversation. Okay. Everything's cool. We're going to close out. I'm going to write this resignation email. All good. We have to get it. Get you out here today. Closed out. Like, Great. Great. And then the, the new manager came over to, I saw his car rolling in the parking lot. He's driving like this silver Camaro. He just bought a new house up in like White Lake or whatever. <laughs> oh, I feel like I and mean, all,
1: the all the bought into the system. Like setup you're, you're describing here. Yeah. Yes. So
3: he, as soon as he comes over, I'm online. These hard drives are ones that I managed the entire time there. I built them up from nothing. So I've got a lot of shit on there. These mortgage people are just mortgage people, man. They don't, they're not, they're trying to run a business the best they can, but they don't know business. Just like all of us in America, we're learning they're, they're flying by the seat of their pants. They don't know what they're doing. So this new it guy comes over and meets with the HR lady. And, um, well I'm up in my office, but all of a sudden I, all my internet drops
0: off. I'm like, oh, that's weird. They pulled the fucking plug.
3: They pulled the plug. And so I go down and, you know, in corporate culture, you're supposed to like, when you see like people in a meeting, in an office, or, like yeah. a meeting, it's like, you're supposed to like knock on the door. Be like, okay. Oh, hey, can I come in? Can hey, I? Excuse can me, I, everyone. Can, excuse can, me. Hey, can I? Yeah.
2: Can Hope I, I'm not disrupting. You know, you, yeah. No, fuck. No. I walked right in. And, uh you listen <laughs> to Kevin Hart? No. You sound just like him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was as funny as him. <laughs> um, so I, I walk right in and this meeting and they just like, oh, like jaw open. How and dare you? Did you yeah. feed this is this EIT guy is looking at me like a little pouty face on his on his face. Just like mm, make this like really didn't say a word, but this HR lady who's just a lawyer and uh, she's like, you need to get your stuff and leave right now. So shit like turned on a dime. Like, wow. So quick. And I was like, family company man this is how they treat you after being here at anyone's family freaking a man i knew everyone at that job. i
0: did 12 years at my last company before and they don't COVID. give a shit and when it comes the time second to, that like the that furlough ended and i said you're i out. wasn't come back you're so, out. like you can come to the office leave the stuff in the vestibule which is on the ground yeah. floor but they don't you cannot care. come up to the office leave everything there i'm like how about this you send somebody to come get your shit yeah i'm like after Freaking almost 15 years, like yeah. family wedding, no, like all that shit. It's like, you're nobody. buddy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Like well, I was going to yeah, go in there and shoot the fucking place up. I'm like, dude, ter- I told you I got another
3: job. Dude, that's the terrible company. thing about the mentality get in America. Yeah, you no, know, it's like, by,
0: maybe go get some drinks no. after I drove an hour to go give your shit back. That's yeah. the
3: terrible thing about the, the climate in America, dude. It's, it's either with us or against us and then they want to crush you if you're not, you know, cause that's the end game. But so I leave that office and you know, and I tell this story to people. They go. Luckily, they go. Well, Brandon, that doesn't sound like you. That's not. That's not normally your personality. And I appreciate that because it's not. I'm. I'm a really chill, dude. And um, I don't like to do this, but I had to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I walk because they didn't know what they were doing. Who's coming with me. They were. They were <laughs> exactly. They were. Stealing, what I think what they doing. didn't know what they were doing. They were stealing my IP into my intellectual property on this hard drive. They didn't know it. They just cut it off and they thought I was gonna just go away. And so I'm like, You guys don't wanna talk to me? You're gonna kick me out of here like this? Well, I close that door and right outside that door that where they're meeting is the pit, you know, with all the squares, all the office squares. I walk right out there and I just go middle fingers up in the air. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you full, on, you full on
0: did it. Yeah, full on did it. Wow.
3: And you know, I didn't expect that to come out of me. But... Do not
0: send that resignation.
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, I was cut off the network, so yeah. I was already pissed off about that. I yeah. wanted to send that resignation email, man, this and it excellent. had it. I wanted it to end amicably because I had a great career there, right. and, and you know, I learned a lot of things, but you know, when they did that and they were also were disrespecting me like they were and dragged me through the mud in the last six months. And there was, there was more to it. than that too, you know, that that I'm missing. But, um, yeah, that's what I did. I walked out. I was like, fuck this place. And, um, also, I was like, you know, they're going to say I'm not professional for doing this, but fuck this place. So, did they end up stealing if, all if the IP? No, I'll get to that. Okay. So I, and I was <laughs> like, if they said, if, if. That's this, what
2: I'm waiting for. Well, yeah. This is, yeah. This yeah, yeah. I
3: said, I walked out there. I said, fuck this place. You're going to say I'm not professional for doing this, but if this place is the definition of what's professional, then fuck I'm not. By the oh, way, this place. I, I took
1: out. a shit in Larry's office. So, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys. So, <laughs> I, I, I went your top drawer, bro. are going to say <laughs> I'm unprofessional.
3: But I pooped down. The cap.
2: Um,
3: so, so I went up to my office, got my belongings, and was on my way out the door. And I had, and I got to tell this. The, only a few people get the details of this story, guys. So I'm glad you're here for it.
2: Um, I'm glad our audience is here. Yeah, exactly.
3: So I gather my stuff out of my office, and the new manager, this kid, innocent kid, he's just trying to do his job. You know, the dude driving the Camaro he went and got like the biggest guy in reverse mortgage. Like they were going to have to muscle me out. And this place has had problems, <laughs> yeah, problems with security. With kind of shit, yeah. yeah. Cause people get pissed off and they come back and they have no security system. They're just walking around. Oh, wow. so they got problems. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I have no badge security. Tell me you have sense of data. You have no badge security in here. You guys yeah. don't want to install that. Right. Anyway. So he goes and gets the biggest guy in reverse. Really super nice guy, John. Oh my gosh. Super nice dude. I've had a great relationship with him the whole time. And I have my contracts of people agreeing to be in my videos. I thought it was something that they might need. Um, of course, I'm still thinking about my job as I'm leaving, and I've already quit. That told is, the, to fuck that is <laughs> the
1: beauty of corporate America, too, right yeah. there. I got They're this. busy fucking you in the ass, and you're still thinking about <laughs> that the whole about time. The
2: job. I did
1: the same thing when I got fired from my job. The whole time, and I'm like, that? "Well, they're going to need these, these, these," and finally, I was like. Fuck those guys! They just yeah. cut me loose. They yeah. just totally shut everything. Why Fuck do I still want to help them out? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. So I threw this Manila folder in this guy's hands in the on the way out the door, and um, this comment wasn't even meant for these two people. Actually, it was meant for the new manager, and it was meant for my old manager. <laughs> for who Larry. was In in it was for Larry in yeah. Livonia, <laughs> and so I went walked out. I said. Because these two guys were up each other's ass, just that's that's the corporate world. Yes, if you're not paying, playing off of office politics, then you're nobody. Yes. So they were so far up each other's ass. So I walked out. I said, "Have fun sucking each other's dicks in Livonia." <laughs> <laughs> walked out, got in my car, drove home. As soon as I got home, I typed up an email to the HR lady. She's just a lawyer. Now, if you say, "I said, I said, hey, lady." I love how I just... She's just a lawyer yeah. yeah she's just a lawyer <laughs> and not just any lawyer she's a big lawyer yeah. now in like warren warren or whatever, like supreme court justice something crazy <laughs> not that but some some big stay high tuned up. here
1: in about 10 years when this story comes full circle she's gonna
3: prosecute Brandon my ass exactly.
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no no there's no names um so check this out i <laughs> gonna
2: be on the jury
3: <laughs> yeah so i go home and i type up an email and i write in there right away i said and you can say IP to a lot of different people. It means a lot of different things to an IT guy. IP means something different.
1: What did you pee But at? a lawyer knows. Well, a lawyer knows yeah. when I
3: say, hey, you guys, I typed up this email. As soon as I got home, and said, you guys have my IP. And I expect it to be returned to me immediately. Now they tried to throw me under the bus and say, oh, you're doing personal work on company time and all this crap. Doesn't matter. Um, I had bought my own gear and produced stuff. On my own accord, all my own management and the the gear I bought. I I got bought the gear yeah. and used to produce it. Yeah. So, I said you guys need to return my IP immediately. Within 12 hours, I had a hard drive shipped to my house. Nice. Yeah. The next day, before noon hit.
0: That's Hard better drive. than Amazon,
3: better than Amazon <laughs> Ship to my door, especially on prime. Now, prime. Right? Yeah. Now, yeah. Th- now this is around, this is like around a July 4th era. So I was like, man, I was all worked up about this. And I was like, she's. I hope that's over. And so I took off and I took a, like a long week vacation up North. I'm like, take a little break here for the next job search, you know? And, um, or I didn't really know what I was going to actually, I did. I think I knew I was going to try and go for my own stuff at that point. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, um, I had to take a little break and decompress.
1: So you not only threw up the middle fingers at your
3: job, but you just yeah. threw up
1: your middle fingers and and fuck you America too.
3: Yeah. I'm going to go did. up North. I would, I had to take <laughs> off. Yeah. I had to take off and decompress and go up North and, um, is around July 4th, came back days after the fourth, you know, Excuse
1: big old me. Eagle erection. Because it was after the 4th. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Were you draped in red, white, and blue? No. Oh, come on now.
2: <laughs> no, he was, he was burned, so he was red with his white his yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. The exactly. thighs were white. <laughs> so,
3: so here's the kicker. They didn't like that I got the last word. I said, send my hard drive over right away. Yeah. They, don't like, they didn't like Uh-oh. that. oh So I had what a new thing that I had to add to my vocabulary, which is a intimidation lawsuit. Um, where they just threaten to sue you, you know, and what? but it's not going to be anything. I've had so
2: quite a bit of those. Yeah. You
3: guys might know what it is um, where they really have no ground to stand on, but yeah, they're just threatening they're you threatening because they're you... hoping you're ignorant yeah, it's enough to bully tactics. Yeah. It's yeah. just bully yep. stuff. Um, so I got in my home. I got this letter in the mail, threatening to sue me for $150,000 every day past the 4th of July, all over a Facebook post. Now you'd think the Facebook post was screw this company don't ever work for them yeah. i work for them they screw me this all that no it was a marketing piece that i produced in my own accord with my gear from a realtor in atlanta uh-huh. posted it and said hey you guys are looking for marketing content i'm your guy check this out nothing malicious they wanted to say that was their ip it wasn't i knew they were wrong well they threatened to sue me and i just was like I had enough of that time. I just called them. I said, I'll take the post down. You guys just stop harassing me, you know, basically. And that was their tactic to try and shut me up. And it worked. I didn't tell this story for a whole year yeah, and I wanted to let people know, but, I didn't and so um, yeah you know I had a point to make about this corporate culture too but I mean that's basically the story you know this quitting story It's, it's tough, that's you know. a good man. story
1: like the fact yeah. that we are all enthralled in it and and none of us can remember why we started down this road <laughs> I feel like yeah. that qualifies it as that's a really good. great story I, yeah. was, I was
2: into it the whole time so
3: I'm glad I kept you guys around because sometimes yeah. it goes on for way too long but the fact is these corporate entities when they get so big people want to benefit off these systems but have no responsibility yes. attached to what?
0: correct. It Very is. Very well said. So you know,
1: getting back into a positive note.
3: Yes, we can do that. What What drew you to audio visual? What, what drew you to doing what you do? To audio video stuff? Yeah. I, you know, I did see it kind of as a new technology that there was some potential when I got into it. But I just love... Creating stuff with my own hands, and I'm in love with the medium. Like people go, oh, aren't, don't you think it's so boring to film me plumbing, doing plumbing stuff? The only thing so boring I'm here, digging us a trench, is so no boring. I'm no like, dude, way. it is not. Um, I'm in love with this medium, the medium of uh, telling a story through a video camera. You know, and just uh, that 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 tool of a camera can be used so differently and in so many different ways. People can use it a lot of different ways for their own for their own productions. So it's Brian's, just a tool, uh,
0: only fans, you
3: know. Yeah, for, exactly. long, for you, sometimes you're filming
1: a your penis, sometimes yeah. you're filming a plumber. A, sometimes say, in the <laughs> same setting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you say though, people say it's so boring. Right. And you say it's not boring.
3: That's just from their inside perspective. They think. What do
2: you actually see when you're looking through the lens? Why it's not boring?
3: It's not boring because I'm figuring out a way to tell the story that the dirt goes from here to there, and how I I can tell it cinematically and smooth with smooth camera motions, and to make it look uh, exposed properly and just look beautiful. I'd
1: even take it a step further than that because because you're talking specifically video, but the audio portion of that, you know, the sound design that goes into it. Oh yeah. I'm the same way. That's why I really kind of went down this path. I kind of dabbled in high school with it, and then I played around a little bit here and there, but when I really went full tilt with YouTube, you can you can take it at surface level, and you can go, okay, I can create a really badass video. But then the, the deeper down the rabbit hole you go, you're like, well, you, now you get into sound design. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you can go so selection far with and it. And you get into yeah. all of these other elements, adding effects and the way you color grade. Right. It. I, there's so much That's why there.
3: I envy some guys that can do it in big
1: teams. And it makes
0: what we do in the field looks so fucking badass. Yeah, when we don't we look at it as, yeah. Yeah. on a daily basis we don't look like it it's fucking awesome oh yeah you don't but feel then when like you it, guys yeah. come in and film and stuff and then the next day when we're watching it it's like, right that's fucking badass. Yeah, that's what we do
3: yeah you find the right um you know video creator or whoever whatever digital content creator yeah you find the right one they can really uh take your business to another level really and you want to nurture that relationship is how i would say you know find yourself a good guy if you want to you have a digital presence and
1: And you kind of partner up with them to a degree. It's not, it's not a, you know, I, I come out one time and we produce a video and then, Hey, you're all good. I, it's really, I would say relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really for the benefit of the contractor too, because Mm -hmm. you know, Brandon, prime example, you're not a plumber. You're, you're not, uh, and I'm going to try to say this, not sound like an asshole. You're not a tradesman quote unquote, if you will. Right. And so you don't know the ins and outs of what we do. And so, if I bring you out and say, "Hey, Brandon, why don't you come film me on a dirt job for one day?" Well, you're going to spend three quarters of the day not knowing what the fuck's even going on, right? Versus if we build that relationship and you've been out on site and we've talked about what we now do. Now I and know what the we, rhythm. Now yep. you understand. And then the other and another aspect that I love about the video side is when you spend some time with someone and you capture their personality and who they are, you can absolutely draw that out
3: in the video itself, right? And so it's funny because. A lot of my filming scenarios have been a lot of run and gun, learning right on the job, kind yeah. of, you know. But yeah. it is best when you see, especially when you have a guy in the trades who does the same or you know, maybe he builds docks. Once you learn like the process of, you know, that building process and getting in the water, you're at the right you're more likely you to be right in the right angle. place at the right time yeah. to capture that. Um Oh man, I lost that one too. Uh you Tell know telling a story about a person. Yeah. So yeah. Luckily, you know, I have filmed a lot of run and gun stuff like weddings. Yep. It was the start. And luckily I've met some guys who want to do, um, not so many videos that are so, I always recommend videos that are core to sales first, but I've got some clients they want to do like a reality show series. And I've, and that fit right in exactly with what I'm been training for basically the whole time is kind yeah. of like a running gun scenario. And you're kind of being creative all on your feet. And it's all, it's all out there yeah. on the
0: job. And some uh, of those guys who do like it brought personality out of them that they don't, I don't even think they knew they had. <laughs> and now, Oh my God, dude, just every day I see them, you know, yeah. advertising stuff. And I just laugh. Like, it, I, I know who they are. Yeah. And they're just them. They're fucking hilarious. Right. They're and great guys.
3: that's what takes a learning process too. And I think you the brought them up owner. to a
0: different level yeah. that they didn't see.
3: You know, it's great because, you know, business business owners, they're busy running their business, owning and operating their business. I just step in and provide the visuals. Um, but it does take a little bit of getting comfortable for them, too, if they want to be on camera all the time or not. <laughs> Sorry, um, we got a toilet flushing. About so dudes,
2: <laughs> I'm like something is running. This is shitter. the professional podcast. <laughs> we are We're in a basement beneath the shitter. <laughs> well, that,
1: there's room to grow. There was extra one toilet
2: paper in that flush. You
1: know, I, I will say too. Um, kind of going back into our conversation earlier, talking about you know leveling the playing field between technology available to us as content creators. The, the skills that we have not having to have a big PR firm behind you. The really cool aspect of that is it's, it's really starting to allow the trades to take back the narrative. Mm-hmm. So for the last yeah. 50 plus years, the white collar world has kind of set the tone for what the blue collar world is. And, and that's the route of failure. Right. And we've never had the ability to take control of that narrative. Yeah. And now with social media and content creators like
3: yourself, all of a sudden the trades are going fuck you guys we'll show you what we do they say you know if you're not telling if you're letting someone else tell your story then you're not i mean i never realized the the real power of being able to tell your own story until someone a close friend of mine was like writing a book and some someone was like writing a chapter and i just and i already knew that but then like it really hit me over the head when i saw them writing their book and telling their story because i'm like oh yeah no shit every story has a couple sides, yeah. you know? So, um, if you're not telling your own story, then someone else is telling it for you. Absolutely. You know, so you gotta, you, you want to be, I mean, I wanted to finally to speak up and tell my story and I'm glad you guys gave me a platform out here today to, to do it. Can. Oh, absolutely. You this know, so you guys are part of that process and it, you know, other, other business owners can also can get in on this too, you know? So, it's for everybody but it takes a little bit to get comfortable on camera if you want to be on camera or oh, yeah you can just have the you know the the actual job film there's all kinds of ways to get content yeah. um so yeah so so we're 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 moving towards the end here and before
1: we wrap up from what i understand you have a little bit of an announcement to make from a business standpoint
3: oh yeah So yeah. And I'm gonna save for the sweat and grime podcast public announcement right now. We
1: do feel very official that you save this big announcement for a podcast that's still in its infancy. Yes.
3: (laughs) Well, I gotta tell you guys, I love what you guys do. I love the subject matter of the podcast and like we just said, the middle class and the trades are underrepresented if, if represented at all. Yeah. And so, um, I love the show and I love what you guys are doing. So keep it up, keep doing your thing. Appreciate it. And, um, what was the question? (laughs) Your business (laughs) announcement. I thought this was going to happen so many more times. It's (laughs) only happened a few times.
2: It's supposed to be like epic. His podcast (laughs) dropping it.
0: (laughs) it. Drop it like it's hot.
2: So,
3: okay. All right. All right. So here it is. Um, It's been five years of me working my own business under Brandon Damon video and people caution you all the time, not to name your business again after yourself. Right. Because I think people just want to run a hands-off business like nowadays, yeah. like drop shipping or something. Sure. They just want to set up a system and be hands-off. Yeah. And that's what also more common ground I got with you trades guys. You the suspense. Yeah. 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 We, we're doing this. Anyways, that has nothing to do with the announcement. <laughs> 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 so, so what the announcement is is that I'm gonna change the business name. Uh, it's gonna be Breaker Digital. BreakerDigital.com is out now. If you wanna go look at it, it's online. So and where uh, did Breaker Digital come from? I just made that name up. No, oh, it was available. That sounds badass. It, I'd like it too.
2: Yeah. I like how they stayed with the B and B stuff. Okay, that
3: is true. There you go. It's, that was is actually that, unintentional. I just like. I think
0: you were designing no, that, that on when out. you were doing my my company's logo. I, when, I that was when you broke it, I think. So yeah, when we when we
1: make this go live, I'll edit that part out. And from here on out, it's just going to be, you. it was intentional. You totally did that on purpose. Oh yes. Yeah. I got you. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: now, now, if you could give any kind of knowledge to anybody in the trades or in life in general, what would it be from your personal perspective? Get, it,
3: get your hands dirty and do it yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't eat out of someone else's, someone else's hands. Yeah. You know, um, what do they say? You know, like a scar is more motivational and changing than, you know, that, than not having the scar. Yeah. The perfectly pristine skin. Yeah. I, th- I
0: think those words, right?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something about having a scar, a good scar is a better yeah. lesson than, than
0: no scar at all. No scar or, or learn
3: at, or learning from somebody else, Yeah. yeah. you know? So, So I just say, if you, if you've got an idea inside of you and you've got an instinct inside of you that's saying, Hey, I think I can do this. I say, go for it. You know, I think I can do this on my own. I, I I know someone with some equipment and I could, you know, maybe borrow some time on, uh, you know, someone else's machine and, and you think you can pull it together and and find your own path. I say, go for it. You know what?
1: And I'm going to take that a step further. Everyone is afraid of failing. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned you had a business that you tried and failed. Mm -hmm. got a stupendous education out of it right i also had a business before that totally failed it's the only reason i've been successful this time around right and so failure isn't true failure if you've learned from it and then you can apply those lessons forward so just to kind of reiterate what you're saying if you've got an idea go pursue it and if you fail as long as you learn something in the process, You're that is back not back. a failure. Most definitely. Right? You have, you have come out of that with an education that you just went about a different way. Right? I, I have failed four times
2: before so, I got this up and running. So
1: you know what? But we're getting Rick coming along yeah. now. Let's not count my
3: failures. <laughs> Let's not start counting the failures. Cause yeah. there's been a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we've all been, I, I mean, that's life, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. go out there and you get knocked on your ass. The, the differentiator is who gets up
2: right well the the only person that's holding somebody back is it's, the person that's the man in the mirror yeah, yeah. right they, yourself they're so yeah. scared of what everyone else is worried or what they're going to say versus just doing yeah correct because yeah. people will be like well how'd you get there i just did it yeah yep. mm-hmm. i just took the step
1: yeah you just gotta you just you gotta know? go do it and that's really that's really the one thing that that separates a lot of entrepreneurs from a lot of would be entrepreneurs is the entrepreneurs. The only difference is they took the step Mm -hmm. and everybody
2: else shrink back. When you look at people like on their deathbed and they, you listen to people talk about everything like, God, I wish I did this different. I I wish I did this different. A lot of the people are just like, man, I, I wish I just started my own company and did it. I wish Mm -hmm. I took the step. And just tried because at the end of the day, taking a leap. Yeah. We so, have, we have just a small window and the only thing we're guaranteed is death. Right. Statistically, so go for it.
1: Yeah. Statistically, it, the number one regret from people on their deathbed is not taking enough risks. Correct. Yes. Right.
3: They're very and, true.
2: And they're just, they're just scared of fear. And behind that fear is like this glamorous life that you could possibly have or something that you but might well, have You
0: will never know. If you don't, don't take, take the that step. leap, yeah, yeah, yep. you want to ask your question. Well, B, it's been a pleasure having you on. I'm but uh, you know, what I think you I got? already know the answer. Did you study for it? Because you kind of cheated. You've well, had I, I totally
3: did not think of this one in <laughs> advance. So hit me. If you could change anything. What would
0: your dream job be?
3: You know, I I wouldn't change anything. That's for sure. um like sometimes I do wonder what it's like to work in like a large production with a big team of people and be on a big ad account yeah. and be like, I just operate the camera. Or I just pull focus. Yeah. Uh, I, God bless those people that turned that into a career. Cause I don't know how it works. Um, you know, I only know where I come from and, and what I do. So, I'm just working with the best that I got. Yeah,
2: That's awesome, <laughs> and it's it done. Now, now, if people want to get in touch with you or find you, where would that be? The new website.
3: It's going to be the new website, man. BreakerDigital.com. Other than that, Brandon Damon Video on Instagram. But it's there's Breaker Digital um, on Instagram now, and I'm getting all the outlets set up. But yeah, Brandon Damon Video. If you want to Google that, and then Breaker Digital is going to have an imprint out there soon too. So. And go and do roll. it
1: because legit Brandon shit is. Awesome. He does such an incredible job.
2: You have a pretty unique profile. On what you get into, if you want to touch on some of them real quick.
3: Oh, like the reality show stuff? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so we produced a reality show. Uh, The Doc Man is out there, if you look that up. And yeah, I've been doing rap music videos for a long time in the city of Detroit with a lot of different people, so that's got its own legacy right there. Um, Yeah, a lot of different things. You know, you got to look me up. But those are the two main things, business video and Auxiliary cinema. And is if you're the, willing
1: to pay ten grand, yeah. you could get a wedding.
3: That's right yeah. now. Now, don't ask me to do your wedding. I'm sorry. That's only a thirty minute that's, take.
1: That's bdwedding.com. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Brandon's that, Brand going to ship us three. Yeah. We're done.
3: That, that domain is taken down.
2: <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. You know our spew. Spiel. <laughs> spiel, close <laughs> us out. Rick, close us out. Always talking about spiel everywhere. You can find us on all the podcasting platforms. All podcast platforms.
1: Rick's Instagram. Gonna
2: we got a website coming soon. We do. We do. Uh-oh. It's in
1: progress. Facebook, LinkedIn. We're everywhere. Squirt. Patreon. Oh yeah, Patreon. Patreon. And, and donate. Donate some
2: money. Pat- donate some money. We're broke. We need some money. Patreon, have, not
3: Patreon.
1: Yes, yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys got some pictures. Ship us <laughs> ship it to us. Tell us some stories. <laughs> ship me that photo. We have no
3: idea
1: what we're doing right now. But thanks for listening. <laughs>
2: we'll catch you guys on the next <laughs> one. I'll see you guys.
1: Peace. Yeah, thanks guys. <laughs>